Kristen Schell, the founder of Turquoise Table and Front Yard People Movement, offers us a really fun, creative way to love your neighbor, like literally your neighbors. We chatted during COVID, but the tips are practical and applicable any day. Get ready for a treat. Here we go. And so this is Kristen, and she loves turquoise, and she started a movement a few years ago called the Turquoise Table, where she put a picnic table in her front yard, painted it turquoise as an invitation to come anytime you wanted to. Now, have you regretted writing turquoise because spelling that thing, oh my gosh, is a bear. That's okay. That's what I say. The <laughs> hardest part about loving our neighbors in this whole thing is spelling turquoise. If you can spell turquoise, it, you've got it. But I also joke that thank goodness my favorite color wasn't mauve because the mauve oh. table, mm, it just doesn't have that, that same effect, does it? But no, it doesn't. And turquoise is such a warm and inviting, inviting color. And I know that you didn't like when you did it, it wasn't like, here's what I'm going to do and start a movement. Why don't you tell us a little bit about how it started and why you did it? Sure. Well, it's been seven and a half years. Can you believe that, Kay? So um, before putting a picnic table in my front yard, because it, it seemed a little weird at the time, um, we have picnic tables in backyards and you've seen them in parks and in, in public places, but not really in people's front yards, right? Yeah. Um, but before that, uh, let me back up and tell you a little bit about where I was. Um, I am a mom of four children and, you know, just was doing all the things, you know, school and activities and, and, and super busy. Right. And yeah. so in that busyness, I started to feel like, and maybe this will resonate with you that I was going really wide, but I wasn't going deep in my yeah. connections. So like I'd be five or 10 places a day, you know, and, and felt like I was getting this connection, but it wasn't deep. Yeah. And so at the time I didn't know it, but I was lonely. And I think it's hard to use the word lonely right now because, you know, there's sort of a pejorative, you know, definition or maybe a negativity to that. But I was, I was lonely and I looked up the definition of lonely and what lonely means is a lack of meaningful connection. Wow. So I had all these like connections. I mean, tons of friends. Like I would say like, I don't have time to see my friends or, right. you know, but the problem was, is that we weren't going deep. We were just sort of skimming the surface. Like, yeah. I'm fine. I'm good. We'll see you later. Yeah. So that was going on. And then I noticed that the place that we called home, our neighborhood, um, I knew about every third or fourth person, you know, every third or fourth house, yeah. but I didn't know the people who were surrounding me. And I kind of thought back about like my childhood and what it was like. And I could run, you know, back and forth to friends' yeah. houses and we were outdoors all the time. And we knew it was time to come home for dinner when our tummies rumbled or mom called out to us. Yeah. Um, but my kids were not experiencing this. And I felt like it was almost like a punishment. Go outside, kids, go outside rather yeah. than where they wanted to be. And so all this was kind of going on, my own lack of like deep connection and then wanting to really put down roots where we were living. And so I literally, I ordered a table for a, for a party. I needed an extra picnic table. So I ordered it. And when it came, I thought, oh my goodness, what if we put this table in our front yard instead of our backyard? And what if I just invited people like my neighbors and friends and it didn't, it wouldn't become a thing like not full blown hospitality, but what if it was just a place where people could just stop by and hang out? And so it was a big hypothesis, a big fat, what if, and 
guess what? It worked. <laughs> I mean, it really did. I'm longing for a connection. And I love that you said lonely. Okay. So, so you've outed it. And it yeah, is so it's out. I painted it turquoise because it's my favorite color. I start inviting friends over and it, it was just this immediate place where people could come as they were. We weren't worried about you know, entertaining and making a meal or having to clean the house, you know, cause nobody's inside, they're outside at the, right. at the table. So you can have all the laundry on the couch and the dishes in the sink. And um, it took away um, a lot of the excuses, you know, meaning I'll wait till the, have my, if I only had a bigger house or if yeah. I only had more time or if I only had more money. And so it took away all of those sort of surface level excuses and yeah. people just started hanging out. I mean, we would do morning coffees or evening happy hours and it just became this really welcome place, um, for connection. Yeah. Cause people really are longing for connection. And what, what have you seen that could be helpful tips to be able to combat the loneliness. Um, I always like to say that part of the ministry of the turquoise table is just being present. Mm -hmm. And that seems so counterintuitive in our busy, busy world. Cause we want to check off lists. We yeah. want to do, we want to, we want to be the, be the, the people to make the difference. And that's good. But yeah. really the, the crux of all of this is just being present. Yeah. And there are some really fun things that we have had done as a neighborhood. Now remember I've had the table in our neighborhood now for seven and a half years. So some of these things we've built upon, you know, and so it just feels like the DNA of our neighborhood, but every year we go Christmas caroling. And so we have our list in place and we have our traditions and we kind of know what we're doing. Um, but we are going caroling on Wednesday night. Now we're not going to see this Wednesday, this Wednesday. So there are a couple of things we're not going to, we might sing Christmas carols, but we're picking like favorites, you know, like sing along songs, lots of John Denver, some Neil Diamond. And so did you see Neil Diamond today? Yes. The, Caroline and was sweet Caroline and washing her hands. Don't touch me and I won't touch you. <laughs> yes. So, you know, there's all these classics that everybody loves. And so we're going to go um, Wednesday night and we do, we have a very multi-generational neighborhood. And so some of the younger folks, um, are going to go to, you know, and we'll stay out on the, the sidewalk or whatnot. Um, but just sing and serenade the neighborhood. Um, we're going to have to, you know, it'll be a little later, you know, this year, um, we'll probably go out around six or seven, um, instead of early. Yeah. Um, but anyway, it just, it, it works. And so we're going to try that. So go caroling. I mean, how much fun and yeah. just keep a distance, knock on a few people's doors. Um, and that'll bring lots of great cheer. Um, I have everybody's texts now, you know, because we've been at this for a while. And so I have a group chat or a group text with, um, several of my, um, the, the elderly women in our group, and most of them are, are widows now. And so we were already used to texting each other. Yeah. Uh, but I am like, you know, I'm going to be all kinds of upset with y'all. If I see you at the HEB, now I am your personal HEB shopper. And so um, they've let me, you know, they've said, you know, do you mind, you know, picking this up or can, yeah. and so just offering, um, to do anything. We've been making extra batches of bread and delivering those, um, yeah. to, to different people. It's not rocket science. Here's the encouragement. You don't need permission. Just do it. I think sometimes we, we just sit or we think like, oh, well, what will they think if I just take over banana bread? Or what if they don't like banana bread? Trust me, 
everybody's going to love banana bread right now. And so it's just don't overthink things. Um, you know, if it's on your heart, do it, you know? And I think this is the time, you know, knock on a door and then distance yourself and just say, Hey, I live four doors down if you don't know them. And I'm just sitting here in my house. I wonder, figured you were sitting in your house. Um, if you're okay with it, I'd love to get your number and, you know, let's just stay in touch. I think, I think now is such a great opportunity because people will be more receptive um, to it than because we're all in the same situation. So when you got, when you got your group text, let's say that people don't necessarily have the group text for their block or whatever it is. What's a great way to start that? I would, I literally at this point would, would create a flyer or something and okay. just, and just say, you know, my name is Kristen. I live at, you know, 6,800 and, you know, you've probably seen my kids out quick and easy. I'm putting together a resource list for our neighborhood. Obviously in the times of crisis, you know, we need each other and, and we would love to be able to trade eggs or flour or just be there for each other if you need anything and then just let them sign it, you know, say maybe here's my email, right? Here's my phone number. Please send me your full contact information. Um, and I bet you anything, you know, that people right now are going to be much more, you know, amenable to giving out their information. For sure. And even just say, we're starting a group text. This yes. is a, whatever block, the 68 yes. block of yes. Greenbrier, you know, and, and it's like, if you want to be on the block list, send me your, just text me your phone number. Absolutely. And your email also so that you've got both of them. And then you can do your group list together or even yep. start, you know, we still use paper around here. So we do too. Having a paper copy of yep. who lives where. And so and it's the- easy. It is. And, you know, one of the things that we did early on and, um, and, and we do have a paper generated list because like I said, we're very multi-generational. And so seven and a half years ago, eight years ago, you know, we weren't all, we were, we were using technology, but not like we are now. Right. Right. Yeah. And so it's really beneficial and just say, you know, one of us, even if you get a kid to draw out your block and just put the addresses and the names on it, doesn't have to be fancy, Um, but just something, um, that, that people can visually see, you know, and you want, you really do want their name, their address and their numbers and emails because, you know, like I may know Mandy's text by heart, but, and she's one of my dearest friends now, but if you ask me to tell her, I mean, I know her house, I walk by it every day. I wouldn't know her address to save my life, you know, and yet she lives two doors down from me. So So you really want, I mean, I, you know, Actually, I really don't know her address. I know exactly where her house is, but I don't know the number. So it'd be, it is good to kind of collect that data. Um, and then, and then, you know, send something out and then just say, you know, if you need anything, I mean, start with the, the basic needs and then the fun stuff will come. Yeah. I think it's so important to just, like, we, like you said, just do it. And even if it's not you doing it, there could be yes. someone that you know on the block that really doesn't mind going up to people's doors and doing that. And so involving everyone, I, I don't think anybody wants to be lonely. To be able to connect people, I think, is the key, especially in this time, just to let people know. And I think that's the beautiful thing, whether they eat your banana bread or they don't eat your banana bread they know that they've been seen and thought of. 
Absolutely. I mean, and, and the beautiful thing is that, that I would offer also as encouragement is sometimes I get in the position where I'm like, well, what would I do? What would I, you know, and we get right. in what can be called analysis paralysis, yes. you know, so you think, I don't know how to make banana bread. So yeah. I just, I don't know what to do. Here's the thing. You have everything you need and it will be received. If you like to doodle, doodle some art. If you like to make music, take your guitar outside and just start singing. I mean, whatever gift or talent you have, share it. Now is the time. And, you know, if you, if you sew, so, I mean, whatever it is, um, you know, you don't need, we don't need a whole bunch of banana breads and we don't need to all be Christians. That's me. Right. So it's kind of a fun process to think, well, what do I do that just brings me joy, you know? And for me, I just like to bake banana bread, you know, but if it's, you know, something else, then just do that and make it simple, you know, because that's, um, that's where the, the true joy and the true gift comes from. What are some fun stories that you've gotten on the other side of how something like this matters, either from other parts of the country where people have followed suit with their own turquoise tables? Well, that's been the most, I mean, I call myself now the holder of stories. And so to jump ahead a little bit, there are now literally thousands of turquoise tables in all 50 states. Um, And I think we're up to 14 or 15 countries now. And it just goes back to you know, the, the, we all are longing for connection. Um, and so the table isn't the hero of the story. The people are, and I mean, the, the stories vary from, you know, from all different kinds, but, but people's neighborhoods are being transformed is the beautiful part of it. You know, I'm, I'm recalling a story right now of, of, and I don't remember where she's from. Um, but she, she would write to me and just say, there's this one neighbor, this one neighbor and he won't come outside and we've tried and he's grumpy and you know, I'm afraid now to take my children over. What should I do? And finally, I mean, I you know, hadn't heard from her in a while. And um, finally she emailed me back and she said, you're never going to believe what happened. And turns out her husband was outside doing something. I think it was yard work. And the quote unquote, grumpy old man was outside picking up his paper or doing something. And man to man, they ended up talking for like an hour. And it turns out, you know, he was a, a, a widow and a veteran and just wow. was lonely and sad. And her husband was able to reach her, him in a way that she wasn't. And so, which makes sense. But she said, you know, my husband would have never thought about that had it not been for us actively at the table trying to reach our neighbors, you know? So there's poignant stories like that. And then there's just fun stories of people that um, are just whimsically coming out. People have, you know, PJ parties with their younger kids after, you know, after they bathe them and let them, you know, kind of run around, you know, wear off the wiggles before bedtime. And um, other people use it to, you know, collect goods for, you know, neighborhood food banks or, you know, it's always just meet a need. Um, And sometimes that need is just coffee or wine, you know, with friends. And sometimes that need um, can be, you know, taken onto a larger level for what is being met in the community. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe that's part of it, of connecting with people. You realize you're not alone and that we are all in this together. And, um, which I'm a huge fan of walking the road together, which is actually how Kristen and I met. Yes. It's just from doing stuff together. And, uh, cause it's never, 
I don't know. It just brings into the fold the humanity of it all. And people are just doing their best. And so mm-hmm. there's an opportunity to there to be like, throw caution to the wind and ask your neighbor's name. You yes. know, take the banana bread, take a flower. You know, if you have pretty flowers in your backyard, clip a couple and just go leave them in someone's mailbox. Like yeah. this is the time to not be afraid um, yeah. of doing the good. Thanks so much, Christian, for all you do, especially for the inspiring and encouraging word on how to open our lives and homes to others. Be sure to connect with Kristen at theturquoisetable.com or at Kristen Show on Instagram. And a special thank you to you for joining us on the Peace Project Podcast. Here's to practicing thankfulness, kindness, and mercy today and increasing your peace and joy along the way.